Orb presents From the Ladle to the Grave, the story of shallow gravy. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And don't get confused with a jerk on. <laughs> oh, but hard times were to come. Uh, we're talking about uh, a, a kind of a non-episode. Yeah, we're talking about a little a tasty treat. Yeah, just 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 a little bit of a snack. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. compared uh, compared to what we're going to be doing here. Uh, you know, the next episode. Uh, you know, which is the Halloween special that kind of looks forward. This is one that looks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is uh, I think that this is a really great. Um, in terms of like number of gags and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't think this is, you know, a great little bit, but I think it's great in illustrating the, uh, this, one of the things I love about the Venture Brothers, which is just two dudes doing something that they thought was fun. They talk, like, Hey, we should do that. <laughs> and then, then actually doing it. They, they, they talk about that in, uh, in, in the art book, you know, when they're talking about this and they acknowledge that like, yeah, this is, this is pretty slight, but we wanted to do it right or whatever. But like the benefit is just kind of like, it's the comfort of knowing that it's there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, Oh, the venture brothers is this kind of machine where we have permission built in to be weird and silly and just say, Hey, if that isn't that a good idea, let's do that. And I am very, I'm very amenable to that, uh, to, 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 to that idea. Well, part of something I think is that everybody has that permission and people yeah. just forget it. Right. You know, uh, is, is a thing that as, as people make stuff, we keep stumbling upon and remembering like, right. oh, shit, there's no governing body. Like, <laughs> why are we spending all this time agonizing about this thing that we want to do? Yes. <laughs> you know, and the, and uh, instead of just doing it, because, like, what's going to who's going to stop us? Are we going to mm-hmm. get arrested? Yeah. You know, uh, th- this is uh, this is that this yes. is like incredibly anarchic, like totally hard to sell. <laughs> Anyone who started with this would be in- entirely lost. Mm-hmm. It's dependent on a cultural touchstone that no longer exists. Yep. Um, you know, uh, behind the music no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Music documentaries are very different now. Um, they're eight hours yeah. long and directed by Peter Jackson. Yep. And they're mostly just endless takes of get back. Yes. Um, the, uh, it, you know, it, it's the, the music video. Mm-hmm. Which I adore is full of, and the, and the special too is just full of references. No one's gonna get. No, it's it's pull, like, it's pulling from. I mean, it's not just the eighties. Well, because like you see the shot in the in the video for Jacket that is that that, that is just Creed. You know, like oh yeah. Creed. You know that was like the nineteen ninety nine or something like that. You know. Yep. It's, uh, you know, and then just weird, deep, like, oh, like name checking the producer of, uh, you know, all of the, the joy division. <laughs> right. Cool. Not just, not you just know, saying uh, like, oh, yeah. Brian, you know, everybody knows who Brian, you know, is let's get his little weirdo yeah. friend as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a, what of a weird guy who hung out with David Bowie. Mm-hmm. The, um, so it's just, it's very in that way and being so like unrelentingly inaccessible. I really love this. Yes. Uh, you know, not great jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the song, well, we'll get to it. Uh, I think the song is genuinely great. Yeah. Um, this version of it, uh, is, is super good. Um, so this, this, this special, the small special is written by Doc Hammer and Jackson public aired on August 28th, 2011. Yep. 
for people who don't know what Behind the Music is, uh, which I think we probably do have to reference because yeah. people are young and that show hasn't been on since the mid-90s mm-hmm. um, on, a, on a channel nobody really got. It yeah. was a very uh, specific kind of music documentary series Yes, um, about bands that had a, a formula of like dramatic pauses and, you know, and that's when things got rough yeah. and then cutting to the commercial. But, and, but, yeah, but they had no the idea the disaster was on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Homer decided to follow his passion with polishing and... <laughs> dusting mixing boards <laughs> he um yeah it's a it's it's a very specific thing mm-hmm. um this and then behind the laughter that simpsons yeah. thing are probably the most enduring bits of behind the music probably stuff you know at, at least as it has worked its way into as an artifact into pop culture that people still consume right yeah yeah, uh, but lasting like, the source material. Yeah, as a as a reference to that though, and as kind of a repackaging, it is extremely faithful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. both both in the narration, Bill Hader does the does the narration on this and does an amazing job. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. because he's Bill Hader, uh, uh, but uh, also like the visual style on this. You know, they do they go to great lengths to make it like this mixed media. You know, mixing in like camcorder stuff and uh, like just art assets and photos that they had to mock up uh mm-hmm. to to make this happen you know to tell the story kind of interspersed with these talking head interviews that are like obviously like really self-serving <laughs> yeah. which is always yeah. a thing in those yeah no this, they, they they had a really good eye for like what makes behind the music uh identifiably behind the music yes yeah uh, so this was this they, they came together and did this in the first part of the production cycle for season five. And um, we talked a lot about the kind of vibe of starting season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new contract, uh, it started coming together, uh, you know, during season four, during the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had a bigger budget and they either like, hey, that many episode issue or episodes killed us. Mm-hmm. Let's do sh- like a short season. Let's do 10 episodes. Yeah. If we can do 10 episodes, I've got two seasons for you right now, as is what mm-hmm. they said. Or two uh, episodes. Yeah. For you right now. Yes. Yeah. Now, if we can do 10 episodes, we have two seasons for you right now. I don't know what show that is, but it's not the Venture Brothers. <laughs> what? No, it just, yeah. uh, no, if, if we if we can do 10 episodes a piece, we can do two seasons. We will sign oh, on for you. two seasons. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another big thing is that they started working with a new animation studio, uh, Tip Mouse, instead of... Tip uh, Mouse. Yeah, instead of Noodle Soup. Um, uh, Tip Mouse based out of L.A., uh, the studio that also worked on Metalocalypse. Um, and that made a huge, uh, it was a huge difference for them. Instead of sending everything away to Korea, they could work with a team that was somewhat more local uh, and more responsive. Mm-hmm. And it was less of a uh, less of a mystery what they were going to get back. And they're friends, too. Yes. Like it was friends of Jackson's and they wanted to uh, start in New York. Mm hmm branch and they're like hey you know come to new york and you'll you'll start you'll have some shows right out the back yes uh, about including uh venture brothers mm-hmm. um they had really great resources in terms of animators and stuff uh this was a, a big boon for them mm-hmm. uh they doesn't, uh, they, doesn't necessarily show up here in this one because this is animated in flash yeah uh it's got a weird look um it doesn't it looks like the first season of the show people got mad about that I can't understand that. It is a stylistic departure anyway. (laughs) They also got mad at them releasing the single. Yeah. Uh, I love that anecdote where Doc is like, they said we're going to do this for money and I've made 11 cents from this. It's on my fridge. (laughs) You know, uh, the song, the, one of the weirdest things in in the book, uh, you know, I love Doc Hammer. He's a real weirdo. Mm -hmm. 
him talking about the the he has that extended like multi paragraph thing about not wanting to go back and write a chorus for a song. Yeah, that is one of the weird as a, as a band guy mm-hmm. is one of the weirdest things I've ever read. <laughs> he obviously has very strong feelings about it. Yeah, it's really strange. Like, yeah, I didn't have a chorus, and who wants to do that? Who does that? That's the stupidest thing in the world. You just make a new song. You don't go back, and and I'm like, no, of course you go back. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's uh, it's good to go back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if this yeah. was if this was some magnum opus that was like, you know, obviously like really near and dear to your heart, I could see, you know, maybe leaving it uh untouched, right? Saying like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. just uh, I want I want to have that be. This is a novelty song about different kinds of jackets. Yeah, for yeah, a, yeah for for your novelty cartoon. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh I also uh, in between now and then I listen to uh Doc's band. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's kind of good. Nice. Uh, weep. Like, they're, they're not bad. They're, um, it's a little, like, New York slick yeah, for I can me, see but that. the songs are good. And mm-hmm. the, the songs are all way too long, too. But, like, oh, yeah. what's, each one has, like, a two-and-a-half-minute awesome song in it mm-hmm. uh, that I've listened to. So it's, like, pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I've had surprised. the, I've had the baseline of jacket stuck in my head for like two weeks. So, oh, jacket, jacket's a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, the song is so good. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the core, the chorus they added is very good. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are funny. Like it is a great song and the video is really funny. The video is actually my favorite part of the special. Oh yeah. Um, uh, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so they... this will be a shorter episode cause it's a, an 11 minute thing that, you know, 30% of it's a music video, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll get into it. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, let's do. Uh, and it opens up just like uh, just like a behind the music episode does, talking about you know from the from the highlands, from the from the badlands. You know, nobody expected them to come and set the music world on fire. Um, yeah. you know, with just like stock footage of the uh, the desert around the compound. And it's like, well, technically, it was my kitchen we set on fire. <laughs> Very behind the music. There, and we get to see that later. Hmm. Um, you know, young Hank began his life as the better looking son of Dr. Thaddeus Venture. Uh, once you find out that this is, they just hired a guy to do this, Mm -hmm. it ends up making tons of sense in universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. To, 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 to read the, uh, to, to, to read this, uh, as like, as like the voiceover and put this together. Yeah. 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 Um, Rusty, you know, talks about how music's in his blood. Like he, he did this, you know, of course he's a little musical theater Mm -hmm. guy. Uh, Brock gave Hank his first bass. Yeah. You know, and uh, as we mentioned, um, I love the them showing Hank playing it horribly just <laughs> at the Christmas tree for all of these old, you know, superheroes basically just oh. to stand around and watch Hank play garbage bass. God, that is such a that, that, that is such a thing that happens. Like mm-hmm. uh, we need to we need to support him. You know, uh, I love that. I love the uh, mnemonic that uh, <laughs> the mnemonic that Brock taught uh, Hank to remember what the strings on the bass are, you know, E A D G. Every adversary dies gloriously because of course that would be Brock's. What's the standard one? I can't remember. I just have those, the, the memories, but I don't, I can't remember the standard one. I mean, another one for guitar. It's Eddie eight dynamite. Goodbye, Eddie. Oh, I, I've never heard that one before. There's gotta be tons of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, so they, they don't, he's talking about, you know, he's, yeah, this band, he's missing a front man. And yeah. it's just him playing absolutely trash bass right. with helper. <laughs> um, we got Dermot. Dermot's doing nunchuck tricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things, I can't remember if I mentioned this when Dermot first came out yeah. uh, of this. Uh, there's a They Might Be Giant song called Circular Karate Chop. Mm. That is about a Dermot. 
Okay. Um, and I've never, it's, it's the, one of the biggest like media matches I've ever seen in my life. Oh, just like, oh, like it's are... all about him, you know, coming up with his own Kung Fu name. Like he's got a telescoping roundhouse kick mm-hmm. and shit. It's like unbelievably dormant. Yeah. Cutting, um, c- cutting paper swords out of martial arts magazines to pin up yeah, the yeah. tape up to his wall, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a good song about a dermot <laughs> uh, here and in him having the nunchucks as part of it. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, every dermot is born with nunchucks in his hands. It's quite painful. Yeah. Absolutely painful. <laughs> Kung Fu mom. Yeah. Too. Uh, C-section. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dermot's mom and actually his grandma, uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> calls out one of Dermot's lies. Dermot's lying like, oh, yeah, you know, just uh, grew up on the streets and went to juvie for, you know, beating up this kid or whatever. No, no. He, uh, he he's, he's lived here in the trailer with his with his sister the whole time. You know, she's keeping up the fiction. I love that he has his own martial art, the iron punch process. <laughs> It's <laughs> really good. Oh God! Uh, his mom, his actual mom, sister uh, mm-hmm. says, you know, he used to uh, sing Spice Girl songs. He yo yells to shut up. You know, yeah. he, he's who he is, of course. And the the recap, him going to the day camp. Yes, to look for his father. Yeah. Um. This is uh. They they do some plot stuff. Mm-hmm. And both we're going to talk. We're talking about two specials in a row, and both of them have plot stuff. Yeah. Even though the next one is never meant to be a special, and that's why it it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is you know early in the documentary, Rusty thinks Brock is Dermot's kid. Yeah. This is showing him find out. Yeah. Uh, important um, detail. Um, and yeah. it makes it, it it makes a little bit more sense why Rusty uh would treat Dermot the way that he does at the beginning of uh the Halloween special. Yeah. Yeah. He he has his reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, he knows by that point. Yes. Um, the, uh, you know, and Brock talks about, uh, just, and this is, there's no joke here. It's just a flashback to a thing I liked that Brock did when he was just real mad at the kid. He's like, this fat kid, you ever see a kid, you just want to beat on him, you know? But you can't. Just, uh, yeah. It just, uh, you know, of course you relate to just wanting to beat the shit out of a kid. <laughs> the, uh, just a, a point of reference that all of us have. Um, yeah. And then, uh, of course, Dermot lies about, uh, about the, the, the fight that went down. Dean has to come in and say, no, no, I'm the one who beat up Dermot. <laughs> like yeah. he's a, he's a liar. Everybody is saying he's a, he's a liar. Um, and, yeah. uh, uh, gosh, like the little, uh, like head fakes that they do to this, uh, Hank and Dermot found out that they shared a father that day and his name is rock and roll. Yep. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, helper joins the band. Uh, Rusty programmed him as a karaoke machine mm-hmm. back in the day uh, and says, that's right. I invented karaoke. I'm, uh, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I know he didn't. <laughs> the um, the it's invented in Japan. It yeah. means empty orchestra. Mm. Um, the uh, Dean was the first jan- journalist who covered Shallow Gravy. The documentary talks about like it's picking up media. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's just the uh, uh, the venture home news, of course. Yeah, and he talks um, about like, oh, we weren't we, we weren't exactly the slick uh, the slick weekly back then, but it was still the fact checking. He says, yeah, we used a used a ditto machine and stapled it on the side, uh, and we yeah. get uh, is this where it's confirmed that uh, that Dean printed the uh, the blueprints? Oh, that's like a, a redo of the gag, right? Because um, Monarch wrote in asking like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm real curious how you like your your swinging pad is laid out, Deanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you can you do this? And so I guess Dean just kept on printing them. <laughs> yeah, they they just show the the thing again. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that they're just reusing the asset. I didn't even see this as as the this special presenting a joke. Yes, with that, I just thought they were showing the 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 issue. Yeah, because that's the during uh, tears of a sea cow mm. is that issue. Yeah, uh, 
where they first uh, they first mentioned shallow gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had twenty one talking about getting like a single, uh, and it just sounding like experimental. You know, ten you know ten thousand bases on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, 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 a truck crash, but each truck is made out of bases, and he says it. He says it rolls. That sounds like a fucking nightmare to me oh yeah i, I hate experimental music <laughs> I, I i have a lot of friends who listen to garbage noise stuff and mm. i never liked it yeah and it always drove me nuts <laughs> uh, just uh your metal machine music garbage get that out of here yeah yeah um, um uh, th- so like a little bit of a uh, plot has moved here with this again because of this weird you know this is kind of in between the fact that we have um 21 you know telling the story about getting like a single but his voice is disguised and his face is pixelated uh, and mm-hmm. he is in a Sphinx costume. This is kind of revealing that, yeah, he actually did leave the Monarch's employ. Like, he is part of Sphinx uh, after yeah, the events he, of Operation Prom. And he keeps Sphinx going. Yes. While uh, everyone else is folded back into the OSI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hank and Dermot talk about how one another suck in the early days. Yep. The um, I think I think it is, uh, you know, th- this th- comes up later uh, when they mention this, but I love uh, one of my favorite little details, and I'm going to use the, the R slur here in a second. Okay. But I love, you know, they're talking about they suck, and then later uh, Dermot is like, or Hank is like, yeah, without Dermot telling me everything I did was retarded, I actually, like, yeah. really improved. <laughs> and it, it's just like, yeah, it, it sucks to have a Dermot in your life it just does. telling you everything you do is stupid. Right. You know? so just to, just, Kill just... your inner Dermot. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. I mean, for, for, for some of us, our Dermot is a literacy. For some of us, it's an equality. For some of us, yeah. it's an actual pimply teen named Dermot. Yeah. He's, he's got a literal Dermot. And you, you don't want to have a Dermot just telling you everything you do sucks. Yeah, just immediately clipping yeah. your wings because it doesn't like line up with his vibe and because he has to be the one uh, who always kind of comes out on top. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that little bit about them, like just that, you know, he says the line later, but it's about them telling each other that they suck. Yeah. In the, in their early days. Mm-hmm. Support your friends, guys. Come on. Yeah. Or at least be neutral. Oh, of course. Of course. You know, yeah. I, you, you get friends that, that do stuff that you don't like. Right? Yes. Like I have, I have had many friends that are in bands that are not to my taste. Mm-hmm. You just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. It's super easy or you, you find a good way to compliment them. Like, Hey, that was, you know, that was really cool. That, you know, it sounded, the sound was really good. Yeah. You know, like you can, you can come up with a lot of nice things to say that aren't lies. Yeah. And if you don't like somebody's songs, don't, uh, don't consciously stand in somebody's way of they're doing their thing, I guess. Yeah. 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 Of course, Dermot would do that. I'm not criticizing it as a thing. I'm just glad the Hank shook it off. <laughs> yes. The, the the Hank actually actually improved. And to, you know, in order to improve, they needed a little bit of break. Uh, and the break happened mm-hmm. when tragedy strikes. That I just I I, I laughed because I, I forgot this detail that this was included here. Again, the the, mm-hmm. the trademark behind the music, you know, this would be what would come in right before a commercial break, you know, but uh but tragedy strikes and it shows the 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 ending of season three. Uh helper is mortally wounded in a car accident uh, yeah which they have to get everybody to, to to comment on 21's like no that was it was blown up on purpose well and that's real weird right because mm-hmm. 21 by this point in the continuity knows that it's happenstance yes yeah you know uh the monarch also kind of takes credit mm-hmm. for it which is weird, right? I like, mean, did you gotta, figure out how that this sets into the plot? Like, I mean, is the implication the monarch didn't blow up the car? He was immobile, vomit leaking out of his mouth, and the death said, "Panoply." <laughs> 
I mean, it's it's kind of like when uh, when Monarch put his name at the bottom of the the, the list of suspects, right? He had no idea yeah. what it was about. He just was really frustrated that it was on his list. You it know? wasn't about him. Yeah, if there was a if if there was an explosion on the uh, on the venture compound, he was going to take credit for it. I just read that as him being you know a self centered glory hound. I, I mean, yeah, I, I I get that. It's just weird that it comes right after twenty one. Is like that wasn't an accident. Yeah, and we we just had a really long pretty heartfelt emotional episode about him realizing it was an accident yes you know yeah. that's a bummer mm-hmm. uh to me this this feels like an oversight not to like cinemasins it I, I, yeah, it feels yeah. like backsliding mm-hmm. yeah to me uh, you know or, or you know i think that it could be poorly conveyed to a certain degree like uh maybe it's you know oh that wasn't an accident the car blew up like like an accident is when somebody falls asleep and they they ride off the road and into a ditch right yeah like yeah. So maybe he was doing that. He delivered it angrily. And he also said, you know, somebody was in that car. Why are you, why do you care about the fucking robot? The robot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. And that, that would have been fine on its own. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I it's just a, it, it kind of a nitpick, but also mm. we just did the prom episode. Yes. Um, another one of those little double entendre things. Rusty's like, you know, helpers family. And when family dies, what you do is you rebuild them mm-hmm. like a nice little cloning. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and then Hank's line about this. I had to make sure to to, to quote this. Uh, one second he was there and the next second he was everywhere. The lawn, the roof. Uh, so good. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hank took his time and started working on his bass playing and developing the riff for Jacket. Again, killer riff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dermot fell into, into depression. He had to go back to his workaday job at the supermarket. Yep. Uh, I guess I am going to have to become an ultimate fighter. Uh, <laughs> I can always plan. fall back on that. Can always rely. Can always rely on the UFC money. Uh, Hank calls Dermot with the riff for Jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, this is a killer riff. Um, you know, he originally wanted to write this lyric about Jack the Ripper. And he's like, oh, that shitty old guy who murdered people. That doesn't sell. You know what sells? Jackets. Everybody mm-hmm. likes jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very sweet. The, the, the relationship between, uh, I know we made the joke about the Beatles earlier, but the relationship between, uh, Hank and Dermot is really funny to me because Dermot tries to be all edgy and try hard. And then mm-hmm. Hank comes in and with his naivete, you know, softens it and makes it like goofy. Right. And yeah. that to me is exactly, is, is kind of exactly, uh, Lennon and McCartney. Lennon's like, ah, they keep rubbing got- off on each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, I'm rubbing off on him. He's rubbing off on me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, and and th- th- that is the thing that made Lennon and McCartney work together because either of them alone is fucking intolerable. But when they yeah, uh, when, sure. when they when they love each other, you know, that's when it works. Yeah, they they they, they do a good job. Yeah, of that for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Rusty had repaired Helper into the Walking Eye, uh, and Dermot proposed a new uh, new name for the band, Shallow Grave. And then it just cuts to Helper, and he does like a little beep, 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 beep. and he translate like, "Oh, that's that's pretentious." And so he added the e and made it Shallow Gravy. Right, and he goes get it. You yeah, know, of course he does that. Of course. Um, you know they debut on the roof of the compound again, the Beatles, uh, thing. Um, you know, Rusty is very upset about having them play there and then just says, I told him to go, to go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and he gives them a tour van to get them out of his hair. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, this cool old, I can't remember the name of it, but these three wheel cars that mm-hmm. actually existed and are rad. Yeah. Love those things. Uh, I think it's um, like a Peugeot or something like that. It's it's know. with a D it's like a, a diameter car or something like that. It's named yeah. after a guy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's a cool van, and they mostly go and they play kids' birthday parties. It's a real mismatch. Yep, uh, it's short tour because uh, they <laughs> you don't just keep a. It's a it's a bad thing. You know, there's a live version on the EP from one of these. No, of course, uh, this is when Pete White noticed them. Um, again, I'm, I got a nitpick, uh, amateur DJ and sometimes scientist. Pete's a computer technician. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's got a job. Yeah. He's, not, he's never been a scientist. Um, but, uh, he was the producer, uh, at this point, uh, and they, uh, Dermot calls it overproduced, which is apparently a reference to a very specific, um, joy division, hmm. uh, bit. That's, um, I mean, that's a, unknown pleasures. that's a perennial thing. Like if you, it's kind of like saying that this wine's a little bit too dry. Like if you lack anything to say about it, uh, like a piece of music and you want to sound smart about it, you can just say, oh, it's a little overproduced. That's what, that's people yeah. have been saying that forever. They were saying that about, uh, well, uh, about, uh, nevermind. Yeah. When the, um, the specific, uh, the, the blocking and stuff oh, like I've okay. seen the, 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 of, of it when they show him talking about it okay and stuff is from a documentary. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like a joy division thing, but yeah. Yeah, the, it not that not just saying it's overproduced. Yeah. The, um, I, yeah, it's a, it, it is real weird that people said that. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and things can certainly be overproduced, they but can? it's, it's not a, a vorpal flaw. I think yes. it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, um, but they, but they, but they have this put together, you know, Pete discovered them at their biggest, uh, their biggest gig at the prom. Um, and like the, <laughs> the documentary gets derailed because a line comes up that is way too stupid, even for the VO artist. And then there's, it just cuts to inside the VO booth. They're like, Hey guys, I'm not going to read that. And they go to on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, whoever they hired, uh, the, um, so we never get to hear the line. Um, then we just cut to the credits here. Over the credits, Rusty, learn, uh, Rusty learns uh, that Dermot's last name is Fichtel. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I got to go. Wait, he's 17? Uh, <laughs> this interview's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to start go. Uh, we need to go and uh, get ourselves into cover your ass mode a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and then they play the video. <laughs> uh, the video is great. Um, I love them, you know, uh, engaging all their friends mm-hmm. for this. Like the line of jackets. Uh, is really cute. The uh, the I, we didn't start the fire mm-hmm. with Brock, uh, <laughs> or not uh, hatred. Oh yeah, yeah, hatred and uh, and Rusty. Rusty mm-hmm. dressed up as the mom yeah. uh, from the video. That's where they they set their kitchen on fire. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh gosh, Dean. Uh, I, for, I forget what uh, what, what video Venus? that is. Uh, or he's he's uh, like Venus. Uh, well, he he does Lady. the Ve- he does the Venus one, but also he's like dressed up as the devil and like rising from fire no, in that's the woods. Venus. Is it? Okay. That's from the I'm Your Venus video. Oh, yeah. The other huh. thing he does in this is he does the Technicolor thing, but I don't think that's from a video. Yeah. 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 Huh. Uh, no, the the sideways dancing in the fire is from the I'm Your Venus. I'm Your mm-hmm. Fire video. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the subterranean homesick blues where they drop the lyric cards um yeah it's it's great Uh, and i love the the anecdote in the book about them like this is just me and uh, jackson spending hours on two computers trying to come up with every type of jacket we could Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is our job this is our this is our weird ass job is what we have the uh, the lyrics are great. I love the chorus. I love jackets are everywhere. <laughs> mm. It's like, yeah, they sure are. <laughs> Good yep. point. And then and then they end by saying, "Oh, it's all the same jacket. All jackets are what? Well, the, uh, the all the same jacket are the dungaree denim and jean jacket. Yeah, it, it, are all the same jacket. So not all. It's not an I'm every woman uh, thing. Uh, it's okay. all me thing. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It's right after those three jackets. 
which means the same thing. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, super good song. And then they released a single of this that has the orchestral version and the uh, con- conjecto uh, te- techno mix, uh, <laughs> like conjecto techno or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's great, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, uh, I, I love it. It's a Dymaxian uh, car, Gary. Dymaxian. That's, that's yeah, word. yeah. Uh, that was a sorry. It just it just came to me. Yeah, I knew it was a D. Yeah, it was a what was um, it uh, the the Buckyball uh, Dome guy, Buckminster. Uh, yeah. Yes. Buckminster Fuller. Yep. Yeah, creator of the geodesic dome. Mm. Incredibly efficient, uh, cheap to make, but we wouldn't do them because they're <laughs> eyesores. Well, yeah, yeah. Also, you mm-hmm. know, uh, living in a roundhouse seems weird. I like a roundhouse. Huh. Whenever I see a house that has a part that's like round that sticks out, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always think I always think of when uh, when when Hank Scorpio had uh, oh can can you hang up my uh, hang, can you hang up my jacket mm-hmm. on the wall? Oh, there are no walls. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think of. I'm into it. Yeah, no walls. <laughs> the uh, why take off your jacket? They're everywhere. They're great. <laughs> Did you listen to the song? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, so that, that's it for this episode. It, it's slight. Uh, mm-hmm. the next one we're talking about the Halloween special, which really should be episode two of the sea of season five, uh, and is another kind of like, not full of like amazing gags, but, mm-hmm. uh, moves the plot forward. It does. And I like charm. I like Ben and I wish Ben stuck around. Yeah. Ben's real fun. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, take care. Uh, if you are hearing this, thank you for tuning into Duckstream. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you having done that. Yeah. Um, and uh, patreon.com slash TV ratings reviews on Apple Podcast and Podcast Addict. You said it all. Um, oh, I did. Uh, uh, and uh, just uh, av- as you have thoughts about season five, uh, feel free to write them in. Go to duckpeatv slash contact um, and click yeah. the orb button uh, as you Indeed. have thoughts. Yeah. That is the place. Uh, And until next time, go go team venture. gentlemen it's Braden cameron here your daddy-o on the radio i've got stacks of wax mounds of sound so everybody get poggers lit and let the hype train flow because we're going to be playing the best orb presents tonight all your favorite orb presents hits from back in the day starting it off with season five <laughs>